The U.S. Embassy in Namibia offers an ambassador's special self-help program to assist communities to improve their basic economic or social conditions. To find out more about the program, I'm speaking to Tabitha Snowbarger, the economics officer at the U.S. Embassy. Hello, Ms. Snowbarger. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks. To start us off, I touched on improving economic or social conditions, but what exactly is the self-help program? Yes, so thank you for having me today. The Ambassador Special Self-Help Grant is a way for the U.S. Embassy and the the American people to partner with local uh, Namibian communities on different projects that they have identified will help them improve their basic economic and social conditions. The program has been running in Namibia since 1990, and during 2019 and 2020, we funded 11 projects in eight regions and assisted around 32,000 Namibians with those projects. I'd like to highlight that this grant is actually just one small piece of our overall assistance to Namibia. We have other assistance activities that target the fight against HIV AIDS through our PEPFAR program. We support anti-poaching and wildlife protection efforts, facilitate professional exchange programs for students and and professionals to go to the United States, and um, we bring you the U.S. Peace Corps volunteers. But this grant is specifically for small-scale activities that are initiated by communities for the benefit of the entire community. They range in size from about $60,000 Namibian dollars to a maximum of $250,000 Namibian dollars. We have a maximum, but we don't have a minimum. So if listeners have a small-scale project that they, they want to get off the ground, please don't hesitate to apply for this grant. We do have a priority of assisting disadvantaged or marginalized groups, and we make every effort to spread the word about this program to Namibia's, Namibia's 14 regions because we want to get a good representation from, from different communities. We'll be accepting applications for this funding cycle, so funding for this year, until March 31st. So if you have a proposal that you'd like to get to us for funding this year, please do get it to our office by March 31st. But if you can't make that deadline, it's okay. We do have a rolling application that allows us to accept applications for the upcoming year as well. Could you give us an idea of what kind of projects the program supports? Sure. So we support a wide array of different projects based on needs that communities identify. We want to be flexible and open to really partner based on the needs of communities. So in recent memory, some of the projects that we have partnered with communities on include we have installed wells, water sources, irrigation systems. We've also provided solar-powered water pumps and tanks to help villages create a water security system, especially in drought-prone areas. We have erected protection walls to keep boreholes and and water sources safe from mischievous elephants that have been known to come in and destroy some of the local village infrastructure. We've also set up helped set up community gardens and craft centers so communities can be more self-sufficient. And we have provided community literacy, vocational, and business skills training to different community groups. 
I do want to highlight that we have some specific priorities that we look for in the proposals that we receive. So priority areas for us are proposals that have some element of human wildlife conflict mitigation or drought mitigation, proposals that help communities have food security, and proposals that have renewable energy. So um, once again, I want to reiterate that these are community grants, so not for one specific individual or a private business, but something that the community has come together and said, this is this is the type of project that we need to, to be able to be more economically, socially self-sufficient. And it's the idea is that it would benefit the highest number of people in, in the community, be able to be implemented within one year, but then live beyond that one-year time period. Okay, touching on, on that idea that it's for the community and not for one person, are there any types of projects Projects that definitely won't get funded. Yes, thank you for that question. So there's not specific categories that won't be funded because we really do try to take the community's lead, but specific applications from individuals or, for example, applications that would benefit just one family or a private business, a CC, a closed corporation, that, that's not within the scope of this grant. Every year we receive several applications from private businesses, and many of them have excellent ideas. They're just not within the scope of this grant. We do from time to time have grant opportunities for entrepreneurs or private businesses, and those will be listed on our website. So I do encourage listeners who are looking for that kind of funding to check back periodically to our website for that. Specific types of activities that we we don't fund through this, we, we don't pay salaries, activities that are looking for office supplies like paper, pens, disposable items. Our, our aim with this is, is for the grant to have more of a, a long-term benefit, not, not to fund disposable items so much. So we don't, we don't fund that kind of thing. Also, if there's any potential negative impact to the environment, such as the use of pesticides or for example, a project that would ask to put a road through a protected area, we couldn't, we couldn't support that. What are some of the criteria that proposed projects should adhere to then to be considered? So the most important criteria is that the applicant is a community or someone applying on behalf of the community and that there's a plan in place that the grant can be implemented and completed within one year, but then there will be someone who can oversee the project after the grant is over so that they'll take care of whatever the project was and it will be able to live after the grant period. So also I would recommend that potential applicants think about our priority areas that I mentioned before, the human-wildlife conflict mitigation, drought mitigation, renewable energy, and food security. So those those are areas that we, we would like proposals to have some element of. So someone's listening now, they decide or they, they believe they, they have something that fits into all these criteria. How do they go about applying for a grant through the self-help program? Well, you can go to our website, first of all. So the U.S. Embassy website, and that is na.usembassy.gov. You can also just Google us, and you'll be able to find your way to the website. On the website, there's a tab called Education and Culture. Click on that and then find the grant section. And in our grant section, we list all the different opportunities we have at a given time. You'll see the ambassadors 
special self-help grant there. Click on that and you'll find all the information that I'm sharing right now, plus much more, and the application. You can download the application and fill it out by hand or electronically. And then you can do one of three things. You can email it to us, you can mail it by post, or you can hand deliver it to the embassy. If you choose to email it, our email address is whkselfhelp at state.gov. That's w-h-k-s-e-l-f-h-e-l-p at state.gov. If you choose to mail it by post, our address is Private Bag 12029, 14 Lawson Street, Auspenplatz, Windhoek. And for a listener who wasn't able to take that down as I was speaking, just go to our website. You can find that information there, or you can go to Facebook, look up the U.S. Embassy on Facebook, and find information on our Facebook page. 